The time has come for us to consider the issue of my succession. You will not be king. While you are my eldest son, for reasons that are on display, for all here to see, smell, you will not inherit this crown. Nor have I sought it. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. Good. Thank you for coming back. For those of you who no, are returning, no, go away. And Leave us alone. Thank you for joining us. If you're new, <laughs> <laughs> no, ignore Sam. Cheap Seat Reviews, the only podcast that doesn't want you to listen. <laughs> That's not true at all. No, we we we, we love to we love to have you. Um, I I actually got this is kind of neat. So I was yeah. able to get our show as a shout out. On another podcast that has a, uh, a a listening audience of about forty or fifty thousand per episode. Oh my gosh! And awesome! I, and I got the uh, I got the host to give us a shout out. Um, which oh, was, very cool! Which How was, much did you have to pay? I didn't. Um, they're really? Just, they're just doing this what thing. Kind of, what what kind of uh, hold do you have over this person? No, that, uh, they're just doing. You, has he been to Russia and, and been in a hotel room with uh, a couple of uh, very, uh, very waterlogged hookers? No, I mean, no, no, nothing like that. No, no, no peeing on beds or anything like that. It's just uh, the show. He was <laughs> like, you know, um, and we're going to do this thing while we're all kind of stuck together on this, you know, in our weird time now. And he's just say, if you're a, if you're a podcaster or an artist or whatever, and you would like for a, uh, for people awesome. to to take a look at what you're doing, just just send us a message and we'll we'll just give you a shout out. That's and actually so, really cool. And so I was like, all right, because I know a lot of people that listen to that show also listen to the show that kind of helped inspire this show, which is called Film Sack. And uh, yeah. so either people will listen to well, our are, show. Are, are you going to shout out that show then? That shouted out us. I just isn't that reciprocal? Sure. Yeah. Uh, there. It's called the Morning Stream. It's a daily podcast. And uh, do they get the do they get the shivers afterwards? The shivers. No. Yeah, they have a good morning stream, and then, you know, uh, kind of. And here's the funny thing about that, because when you hear something called the morning stream, that's what most guys think about is like they're making a joke about being a podcast, but also like it's about you. You listen, you know, like the morning pee, right? And, right. Yeah. And the yeah, host yeah. Uh, is very <laughs> adamant in his in his saying that he did not mean for that to happen. <laughs> um. Oh, why not? I, I think it's perfect. It, you is, go with it, right? No, it is perfect, and it, I think uh, it it, it kind of goes to his uh, 
sensibilities to make it feel more like it, it was an accident. Um, so anyway, yeah, the morning stream. So if anyone is from that show is listening to us, that's awesome. You guys are great. And if you're thinking, good God, you, you really did kind of steal a lot of, uh, of your, your show from film sack. You're, you're, uh, you're correct. I did. Uh, anyway, no, it isn't, isn't, is, is it repetition is a sincere sport of flap? Flattery, or is it uh, imitation? Uh, imitation, yeah. Or, imitation, yeah. I think in go. this case, outright plagiarism is a form, the best form of flattery. Yeah, yeah. Seems like it. Um, anyway, this is episode two hundred ninety-seven, and tonight we're talking about the king. Um, I think whenever you type in IMDb, the king, like fifteen other movies come up before this one. Yeah. So this and same is, thing in Netflix when I was trying to find it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to say there's even a whole other movie called The King. That is not this movie on Netflix. Yeah, which is so funny because it's like this is your movie. So either name it yeah. something else. Because, uh, yeah, I just typed in The King. So, okay, so this one, yeah, The King is the first one. And then you have The King, yeah. uh, Eternal Monarch, and then The King's Peach. Or, sorry, The King's Speech. Speech. And yeah. then The Last Kingdom, and then The King's Avatar. Well, that's kind of a cool-looking thing. The King's Avatar? Oh, it's a TV show. Letter to the is that King, where, where he can you know manipulate water and and air and I don't know. He's, he's holding a badass sword in the picture. I mean, I I hope yeah. so. Slick, rousing, and heartfelt. It says. You know, it's all no. Just, it's it's just a, a recording of him making his avatar on Facebook. No, yeah, oh, there that, you go. that's the new one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, I've held I've held off on that. By the way, I, I don't haven't want to have some sort of I Chinese done. company knowing. What I've named my children or something. I don't know. So, yeah. And then Outlaw King. So, I mean, the first, <laughs> like, eight of these are... Anyway, the point is, is that The King, 2019's The King. It's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. And that is the movie that we did. And it is long. <laughs> and Yes. And whatever. But before I even say anything <sighs> else about the movie... I will first say that I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew. But he sent me a ball, Jimison. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hi. Now, for this next um, middle name, you have to have yeah. a little bit of history. Um, I did not know this. I, don't, I am not up to date on my British monarch history. I just okay. don't. We fought a war with them, so I don't have to learn their history. So, I had, when I was so that's so anti-American. No, it's the other way around. It's it's um, xenophobic. I think is the phrase you're looking for. There you go. Uh, so I was doing some research about the actual you know man, King King Henry V, and mm-hmm. I learned that one interesting fact about him that his reign was only nine years. He only yeah. he only ruled for nine years. I didn't know that. He was very short lived. Did he go? Did he live in Spain? He <laughs> when when did, it, did his reign <laughs> reign in Spain? And and did he you know was living out in the cornfields in the in the plains? Yeah, in the plains. His reign in Spain was short lived <laughs> by the the plane the plane. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a better middle name than what I actually gave you. So. <laughs> So sorry. Okay. No, no, it's fine. And Sam, <laughs> this movie is longer than his reign vector. Okay, there you go. See? No, and, and Sean. Yeah. 
I would totally put you in the mud and have the uh, the, the mounted knights come towards you okay. uh, in my army. Just that's, just so you know. That's cool. Yeah. <sighs> in case you you wanted to, to possibly help us out. I think of all of the ways you could die in this movie, I think that would have been the worst in this movie. Yeah. Well, you know what? I first of all, I don't like getting dirty, right? So, so you're like nasty and dirty and covered in mud, and then people are trying to stab you. I just don't. I don't find that very fun. I just, I don't like the idea of. I don't care about the mud. I don't like the idea that if you're in that armor, and you can't get up because it's so heavy, and oh, you know, yeah. like you're just like you're stuck, and like if you get trampled on, then. You know, like you're just being suffocated to death, and that just sounds awful. Um, so, that 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 whole fight scene at the end of the movie just made me uncomfortable. You know, like I wanted to like like flail my arms around just so I could show that I had range of motion. You know, like watching right. these guys just hunkered in together, and yeah. you, you can't even like swing your sword because you're so close. Okay. And here's the thing, Sean. Yeah. I don't know why you refuse to watch this this episode of TV, but you really need to watch Battle of the Bastards. I will eventually. On Game of Thrones. I just don't have HBO. I mean, it's not like oh, it, it's a it's an it's an ease of access at this point. Um, uh, okay, I thought you were refusing to watch it because you you threw down the book and discussed that one time. No, I mean it sounds like a cool battle. I mean, you bring it up yeah. weekly. I just I don't have HBO, so I mean, like I said, okay. at this point, it's ease of access more than. Then that's what she said. Just to p- piss you off, because um, <laughs> that's seventy five. Although I wouldn't put that past you. No, well. I mean seventy percent. of The reason why I don't watch Game of Thrones is to annoy you. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'll give you that. You know, because it bothers but, you for um, some reason. It does it does it's such a good show until the last two seasons? But um, anyway, the way they shot that, you you could totally see the influence in this show um, from where, how they shot that, that mm-hmm. battle. And um, it's almost at one point, it's almost shot for shot in terms of being in the middle of a medieval battle covered in mud, covered in bodies, covered in, you know, just crunch of humanity and not being able to, to, to even almost breathe. Um, it's pretty amazing. And, but I will say the one thing I, I liked about, what they showed in, in this one was that, dang, that armor looked heavy, didn't it? Yeah. And it supposedly it was. It was just exhausting to be in full armor. And um, I thought they did really well kind of showing that and, and kind of why, um, you know, knights were just kind of beating each other with big metal swords but not really killing each other. They just, you know, they're waiting for somebody to pass out from exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah, it's more of an endurance thing than a than than skill. Like you're so used to these yeah. sword fights where there's a lot of skill involved, and you know, like we've been watching Clone Wars, so I'm used to like duels with lightsabers where it's <laughs> fast and and elegant, and these guys are just swinging hunks of steel at each other. It's just really cumbersome yeah. and awkward and not very elegant. I will say that that scene. Uh, it was brilliant. Like, I don't know if that was ever used as an actual military tactic in, in any actual wars, but, well, you know, taking advantage I, of of what's naturally going to, uh, you know, be someone's demise is awesome. 
the way that they did that. And well, I will say I, after watching this, I read up just to see how historically accurate this mm-hmm. was. And that was a real true to life. That's how they won that battle at the, whatever field it was, um, was because they bogged down the, the, uh, French cavalry, uh, heavy armor. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, yeah. there's and, been, and yeah. that's a military tactic you see used quite a bit. Even, even the, I think Opie and I talked about, uh, civil war, was it civil war or revolution? Revolutionary revolution. war, yeah. Really used that a lot when the British were still marching in single lines. Um, you know, we, uh, we bogged them down in several fields, just kind of guerrilla killed them all. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the famous ones, if, if people have seen the, um, Excuse me. The really bad, um, the bad movie. Uh, the, it's not a bad movie. The the Patriot. I'm sorry, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad movie. It's not a great movie. But historically, it's super inaccurate. But the the scene oh, where yeah. they they go up, they march up, and then they retreat over the hill, and then the British chase them. That was kind of what was the Battle of Guilford Courthouse in Greensboro, North Carolina, where Nathaniel Green was. Um, he knew that he was outnumbered by hundreds and hundreds, thousands of men. And so he just mm. did that thing. He just slowly retreated and then eventually did a full retreat. So when the British ran, he had the flanks covered. like They were in the woods like they were in this movie. And so when they came out, you know, it was, you know, they got in, in, enveloped. Eventually they would, you know, concede all of the ground. You know, Cornwallis would drive him off the field, but... You know, Nathaniel Green inflicted they lost a lot of people. A lot of you know, people, because, yeah. yeah. But yeah, Henry V was a, the dude himself was for a guy that that's portrayed in this movie as being, frankly, a pacifist. Right? He only he only mm-hmm. fought when he felt like he had to. He's he's only known for his military career. Yep. And as I mean, he, he was he was known for. I mean, he was trying to you know. Um, bring back the country, kind of unite the country. Um, I'm looking here. He was, his, his reign was generally free from serious trouble at home. The exception was the Southampton plot in favor of Mortimer involving Henry Baron Scrope and Richard Earl of Cambridge, the grandfather of the future King Edward IV. Mortimer himself remained loyal to the king. So, I mean, you know, like... I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to get too yeah. much into the history of things. I do like history, and I find it fascinating. Oh, yeah. The movie itself, though, had some really interesting things happening, and they were spaced out between a lot of very uninteresting things, in my <laughs> opinion. So we'll do our five-word reviews, and we'll, we'll, oh. uh, we'll keep uh, plodding, plodding on. I promise you this episode will not be the two-hour, 20-minute runtime that this movie was. Um. <laughs> Uh, Sam goes first. All right. Um, let me. Uh, and, and after reading my five word reviews here, they seem worse than, than it really is. But my first one is beautifully shot with no substance. And then, um, and, and my second one is the story isn't quite there. And and the reason I said this w- was mainly because I don't think there's a whole lot in this to really make a full movie. I, I don't, I just, I don't know. It, it seemed like it was lacking something. And I think the story was pretty much, I don't know, plain. 
I was expecting the battle, the very the, the end battle, to be, uh, I guess more. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. I I, I expected more from this movie. I um, I wanted more battles. I wanted you know where you have a minor skirmish, which they did right, the one on one, and then I expected the 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 battle in the plains to be you know kind of amping up, and then a giant final. You know, every all the stakes are are at it at the very end um, to be the end all be all, and it just didn't. It just didn't seem to ever really materialize into a a story that I'd be willing to sit down and watch again. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the movie is is based on real events uh, with a little bit of fiction yeah, added in, but yeah. I mean, you know, they're they're, they're only going to show you the battles that happened. But I think our problem is is that we've seen movies like Braveheart, yeah, and even the Outlaw the Rings and yeah, or I mean even like the Outlaw King, which is pretty recent and a Netflix thing. I mean the 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 battles in that movie are pretty good, from yeah. what I remember. I mean we did that like last year, but I mean I remember being kind of impressed at at how the quality of those those movies were and and um, those fight scenes and. Um, this movie is not about the fight scenes. This isn't Gladiator. No. This isn't about no, that. No. It, it's it's about this kid and his his ascension. Um, but was I, this? But was the story there? I I just didn't I didn't buy that this drunkard and and whatever you would call him all of a sudden became this great strategist and leader. I I just I didn't it didn't sell me. And I don't know if that's just me being a jerk or not but i just didn't buy it yeah i don't i mean i enjoyed i enjoyed the way the movie looks don't get me wrong it was beautifully shot absolutely gorgeous but um i just think it was want wanting something uh, yeah. i'm having a hard time arguing with you is, is my problem is because yeah I, I didn't love this movie um I thought but it don't, was. Don't think, don't think I'm hating on it. Yeah, no. I, I just if they could have cut thirty minutes out of this movie somehow, I think it would have been better. Well, there's a there's a lot of stuff. Or added. Sorry. No, you're fine. I says or added thirty minutes worth of character development on the king. Well, the problem is, is that there is. I mean, let's be honest. The only character development part is in the last five minutes of the movie. The whole movie, he's just. Emo Kylo Ren, just bummer. Yeah, uh, I don't want to do this thing. The only interesting person in the whole movie is a dude that's not real. He's a fictional character, and that's Sir John. <laughs> um, yeah, who is one of the writers, Joel Edgerton, um, which we know him from. He was in Bright. He was the ogre assigned to uh, Will Smith. Uh, oh Jesus my part. gosh! Okay, now I, I get. Now I yeah. see it. Okay, yeah. Cool. Uh, he's an interesting dude. Um, yeah, but like he was the only interesting character in the movie. Like I said, he wasn't real. Yeah. Um, and I wanted, I wanted more of him like always, but I mean, he doesn't, the kid honestly doesn't have much of a character development other than, and and that's probably how it was, you know, like this kid just, he gets there. He doesn't really know what to do. He's kind of bored. He doesn't really understand because he didn't grow up with this stuff, right? Like he did, 
he he distanced himself as far as we can tell from his dad as early as possible. So mm-hmm. he he doesn't understand palace life. So you know, like he literally just looks at the bishop and he's like, "Why are you telling me this stuff? I don't care. Like, can you go <laughs> go somewhere else? Go go take a speech pathology class or something." Um <laughs> Or a speech therapist. <laughs> no, it's about right. <laughs> and then, and then at the very end of the movie, where he realized that he's been duped by the bad guy from Ghost Protocol, um, is where he then kind of has this moment where he goes back to Johnny Depp's daughter. That's Johnny Depp's daughter, by the way. Yeah. And he was like, "Hey," um, he doesn't say it, but it's kind of like a "my bad" kind of a thing, right? Because when she yeah. asked him, she's like, "Why did you invade my yeah. country?" He's like, "Well." He sent me a ball. And she's like, okay. <laughs> like, that's what got you so upset to kill thousands of my countrymen because a dude sent you a ball? And so... Um, but honestly, I mean, I also would have been pissed off about the whole assassin issue. Yeah. yeah right? I you mean, know, you get even these, though that these, was... Yeah, yeah, even though that wasn't... Turned out not to be true... It, mm-hmm. Anytime that your life or you feel like you're in danger, you're you're going to be upset. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand the whole act of war bit, and I um, I I get all of those things. And go ahead. I don't know that all of it was about the ball. (laughs) No, no, it wasn't. And I thought that the way he he played it at the beginning of the movie was funny. He was like, "Well, he sent this to me." It's like whatever, like. He just kind of shrugged it off. It's like it's a ball. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. And then, yeah. But then the assassin thing turned up, and obviously that kind of changed that. That kind of turned the, um, the you know turned the heat up a little bit on on the scenario. I just when I watch these movies, and it's just the way men are. It's this whole if we don't respond, then we look weak, weak, and, and we have to show our strength and we have to puff yeah. out our chests and do our, you know, pull out our genitalia and measure. Like I hate all of that. And I wanted to throw things at my TV when I saw the shot of the archbishop being carried by those two donkeys or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, he's like in his own. I mean, that's a thing though. Like I, I as I was watching, totally it, I was thing. like, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that really happened. Of course it happened. Uh, you know, and I don't know. I, people didn't question it. No, it, because they, they were assumed that. Uh, well, the, you know, the, yeah, that this guy yeah. is sent by God. Yeah, he he yeah. he works for God. He talks to God, and if you want he- to get to heaven when you die, then you need to do him favors, and that includes carrying his minions over the mud. I mean, just I I hate all of that stuff. And I, when I walk look back at these movies. And I'm, and that's the way it was back then, and that's what makes me so angry. And yeah, um, I know, Sam, you haven't watched it yet, but you, I, at some point, I'm going to force you to watch Kingdom of Heaven. But there's a there's a bishop the, the, the director's cut. I mean, I've seen the movie, I just haven't seen the director's cut. Uh, oh, you you have seen the movie? I thought you just oh, hadn't yeah. seen. I had thought you just hadn't seen any of it. No, no, I just haven't seen the director's cut. Oh, dude, okay. Oh, I feel yeah. a little bit better then. Yeah, we are. Direct- <laughs> no, you know I love those types of movies. Oh, so. yeah, that Bishop kind of guy at the end where he was like, we should just leave these people and slip out in the middle of the night. And he's like, well, then they'll be killed. And he's like, well, if it's God's will. And I'm like, oh, I want to punch that guy in the throat. <laughs> uh, and then I do love the bit when he's like, 
just calling them knights doesn't make them better fighters. And Orlando Bloom goes, yes, it does. And all the guys <laughs> are just like all like grinning. I love that bit. It's a great scene. It's a good scene. Um, I, this That movie, I, I wish we had watched that movie instead of this movie. I'm just going to be honest i mean well and, and i'm actually i'm anxious to hear what andrew has to say because i i believe i remember andrew wanted like oh yeah you said forward to this didn't wouldn't one of us had already, it wasn't me it was one of you guys had one of you had already watched this movie right yeah it was me yeah okay so you hadn't hit us with your five word review and then we'll let you talk for a minute okay Sorry. well my five word review is just for fun uh shallow howl wants a crown <laughs> <laughs> please, please make that the uh, the title of the episode. Jack Black. That's a long um, title, but I'll give. I'll, I'll I'll definitely do Shallow Hal. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm I'm kind of opposite of you guys. I I feel like yeah, I, I like this, but this movie is in my wheelhouse. Like when I'm browsing Netflix or Amazon Prime or Hulu or whatever it is to watch something. I look for stuff like this and I know that it's not necessarily historically accurate, but I really enjoy especially uh, especially uh, movies about or shows about royalty. I mean, I have watched The Crown, uh Victoria, um you know, Vikings, The The Last King, you know, all these different um shows and and I just love that kind of genre and the storytelling that's happening in all of it, um, which probably completely screws my and skews my uh, <laughs> view of history. <laughs> but um, but this one I, I like. I love the story. And I do feel like it was a little long because as I was watching it for the second time, I thought, uh, OK, uh, you know, I felt, you know, how you can watch a movie and you feel at some point that right, how long have I been watching this movie? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that happened. It didn't happen the first time I watched it. I don't remember that, but the second time it did. So it kind of hit me. Um, but you know, the whole story of this kid that doesn't want the, the life that he's supposed to have and he's thrust into it because of the death of his brother and, uh, death of his father. And so, you know, uh, to me, it's a cool twist of you know, you're put in and you have to live it. You know, I thought that I thought the acting was actually pretty good. Now that I agree with you on the there's not much substance to the characters, mm-hmm. um, but I did enjoy just watching and living in that moment, you know. Um, and I feel like if you were to film an actual, uh, you know, two and a half hour movie in that time period, mm. it really wouldn't be that exciting. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's not a whole lot going on. Uh, and <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's just I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think it was bad, but it's not a movie that I would watch often, uh, especially after seeing it the second time. The first time. I let a few things pass that I didn't realize. Uh, and after rewatching it for the show, I, um, I did realize how long it was. And, and you know, my rule of keeping attention. And at some point I did think, 
<laughs> is this going to end? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, something that I didn't realize the first time I watched it, Robert Pattinson doesn't come into this movie until exactly halfway through. Right. We don't even see that character, so that conflict is not even there until an hour and ten minutes into the movie, um, roughly somewhere in there. And uh, so there's not a lot of conflict. Um, and even and I, I think I agree with you that if they were to take 30 minutes out somewhere, somehow, mm-hmm. that it might make it a little better. But, uh, yeah, I like it. I, I think it's a good, good little flick. Especially you know what I a, think would be fun? Because this this was all during the Hundred Years War, right? Yeah. I think it would be awesome to do like the Crown or like you know like they've done to these these long period pieces of, and do like every ten years a ten episode season, or like you yeah. know hit the main parts of the Hundred Year War with all the changing of the of the. Uh, monarchy and you know the different battles and and why things happen during that time i think would be fascinating yeah no i i'd 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 watch the heck out of that and i'm with andrew in the um in the genre i love this genre too i don't know what it is uh give me dudes on horseback and swords and knights and stuff and i'm all for it and fantastical or not you know i like the fantasy versions and i like the historically accurate ones i think this movie is pretty historically accurate um Mm -hmm. like i like the outlaw king which was also pretty historically accurate um braveheart is not it's still a good movie it's not historically accurate almost at all and again gladiator we all love gladiator (laughs) and there's almost nothing historically accurate except except that Commodus was in fact an emperor um that's about it um, but it still makes a great movie, and I don't, you know, you, you almost don't care because of of that value. But yeah, Andrew, it's not a bad movie. This isn't a bad nope. movie. It's a it's a really well made movie. It is a, um, you know, Sam mentioned it's it, it is beautifully shot, which I think in two, by by our today's standards, if if it, the movie looks bad, then we shouldn't be watching it. Right. Right. Yes. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah, definitely. I, well, I, and it's there was it, something. The, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say the the sets, the the costumes, the the look of the movie looked lived in, and to me, it looked like a scene you would see during that time. You know, a lot of these bad medieval time movies, you know, where it's bright, shiny leather, and you know, everything looks so darn clean, and and uh, it just that, that's what takes me out of these movies, and kind of makes me angry when I'm watching them are these movies that just treat that time period and, and, and just don't give it the respect in terms of how these people lived. You know, if you look in the background of this movie, even I was watching some of the camp scenes and things like that, you know, you're seeing all sorts of different jobs and different things people are doing that would actually happen back then. Yeah. Um, because you know, because that's how they, they lived at the time. And I just, I appreciate that. It basically, it's, you know, they're not treating us like idiots, right? They're, yeah, they're yeah. giving us substance on screen, and I like that. Uh, totally agree. I like the idea that we're not just hanging out with the king and it's dinner parties. I like the idea because, for whatever reason, '80s and '90s Hollywood made us think that all of the kings in uh, in those times 
lived in these massive castles and <laughs> did had nothing but these massive parties all the time. And every night there was a ball. And you know, like I, I feel like those those movies kind of ruined it. So when you see a movie like this where the king of England is having a dinner and there's like 12 dudes and they're all look they all look dirty and they're all, you mm-hmm. know, eating a meal that I don't think I would want to eat. And, and he looked like death. Yeah, and they're yeah. all just kind of like in this kind of smallish room and I'm like that's probably what it was more like because it would have been so hard to build these elaborate ginormous, you know, rooms. Exactly. Um that that Hollywood likes to to they like to build well, in Hollywood. Even the lighting, it looked like, you know, if you, if there wasn't a window, it was dark. Yeah. There was yeah. a lot right? of that. And, and I, I totally see that. I think they did a great job with world building yeah. in this yes. in yes. this movie. I agree with you. Yeah. The other yeah. thing that we haven't mentioned yet, and I think now is the time, and uh, I'm gonna go ahead and, and throw out my five word review. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, that's kind of how this goes. Uh, mine is simply slow, muddy, plotting emo king. <laughs> is there a period after every uh, uh, after every word? Sure, it can be. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna say this, uh, and again, we we spent the first maybe half of this podcast kind of poo poo in this movie. And spent the last five minutes, you know, kind of building it back up. I'll say this: yep. the actors in this movie acted the hell out of this movie. There is not, yeah. Any, yeah. there is not one moment in which I was like, "That's not good acting." Like these guys are just acting the crap out of this thing. Like, yeah, what's his name? Um, the the king, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who is great in everything he touches right now. He's just. Yeah, you need a menacing dude. He's your guy, and he only has like seven lines in the whole movie, and they're all so good. He just chews up everything he does, and the kid that plays um, Hal, right, the king, uh, Timothy Chalamet, he's he's really good. I mean, I know he has kind of one note, right? He's just kind of this. Um, you know he's he's just low key, just whatever. But I don't. Know, I just do. You, I just do. You think that? I mean, I don't know. I I just wonder if the writing on his part to build him up to be this king. Maybe he wasn't that type of king. I don't know. I maybe I was expecting the the big transition from emo drunkard to regal king, and I guess I never really saw that. But man, again, maybe there that wasn't. Maybe there wasn't that yeah. thing. You know, like maybe that's just how he was, as best that they could. I mean, most of the, honestly, most of the source material is from Shakespeare. There's yeah. not. There's just not a lot written about a dude who only lived nine years. Yeah. Uh, was only king for nine years. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Only reigned for nine years. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was yeah. But I mean, I I just. The the guy that was kind of his his second in command, his vizier, his whatever you want to call him, he was the the bad guy from the um, the last two Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. He was so good in this movie, and <laughs> and it's so funny. It's so funny. This is what actually happens. So he gets on camera and he starts talking, and Sarah leans over and she goes, "He's going to be a bad guy," and I'm like, "How do you know that?" <laughs> she goes, "Something about him. Just I don't like him," <laughs> and I said. I said, I, 
I agree with you, but on a different premise. And she says, what? And I said, because in the only two movies I've seen him in, he was a bad guy. He was the bad guy in the last two uh, <laughs> Mission Impossible movies. And she goes, oh. She says, okay, well, we'll see. I guess we'll see if we were right. And, of course, it's the last second of the movie where we find out that this dude basically manipulated the king for, for personal gain. Yep. He He claims it was so that he could unite the kingdom, but I, I think it was more so that he could just become more rich himself. Yeah. Dude, yeah. and when he stabbed him, I was kind of like, holy crap, he yeah. just did that. He just stabbed him in the back of the neck or yeah. something, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And that's just the way and it was you, done back you then. You don't right? really see that side of Hal the entire movie. I mean, you see him when he's fighting, but you don't feel like he's doing it out of anger like you it, you know the other times that he's killing you feel like he's doing it out of necessity yeah but this time he's just he's just angry he's just pissed yeah. off well and he he does I mean, have he didn't a, put his friend to death you know he chopped off that guy's head his cousin yeah yeah because he was yeah. conspiring against him and he did have a, a little a little uh, tantrum with sir john when he was like postcards Anyone that doesn't follow the rules, you know, behead them and put their heads on spikes. And he's like, yeah, I'll post guards, but I'm not doing that. If you want to do that, then you can do it, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and he's like, I could, I could gut you right now. And he's like, yeah, okay. And he just walks out, you know, it's like, he's like, cause I've, I know you dude. Like I know you, I'm not going to act, you know? So again, I wanted more of that. I wanted more of that. By guy. the way, he, according to history, he actually did kill all the prisoners of war. From that battle, yeah, yeah, he did. So, I mean, he which was, he said in the movie, he said, "Kill them all, kill them all." Yeah, he was. I mean, for a young dude, and again, he wasn't evil. He was just kind of ruthless because I guess yeah. he felt like he had to be. Um, and I do want to talk about Robert Pattinson. He's really good in this movie. <laughs> um, yeah, he is. he's. I really, was impressed. I really was. I, um, and it, surprisingly impressed. I, I thought that. Oh yeah, it's yeah. it's funny. I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, is this the role they said? That's the guy that's going to be our next Batman. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Um, there's some fun trivia too about him uh, in a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean it's. I don't want to watch it again. Maybe I mean no. maybe not ever. Maybe I will. I don't know. But it. Um, I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad we did it for the show. Uh, I think Andrew. I think uh, you were the one that uh, agreed to put it on the on the list or whatever. And I'm 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 glad you did. I'm glad I watched it. Yep. And and frankly, I was in a really bad mood when I watched it. Um, well, when you're taking cold showers every day, I can understand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> still still no hot water at the new house. Yeah. That's. Oh. Oh my gosh. That's been a pain in the butt. But yeah, a very cold one. Um <laughs> we we have been taking hot showers. We have to go back to the rental, which is about a twenty minute drive away. Because we still have we still have it for the month. Oh, so wow. yeah. <laughs> it's so oh my gosh. it's so weird though. It's weird taking a shower in a house that's empty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like like the only thing that's still there <laughs> is my old office chair. I still don't think I left over there. It's my old office chair because I got a, wow. I have a new one I'm sitting in currently. Anyway, no one cares. Well, I guess some people probably care that that personally know me, but 
Well, we, we enjoy seeing you suffer too. There's that. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> so, uh, no, I, we don't, you, you know, I'm kidding. I hope uh, sort of, sort of, I have a few clips from this movie. <laughs> there's, there's just not a lot of, um, there's obviously not a lot of one liners or interesting quips. Um, uh, I did the intro of Ben Mendelsohn just because he's great, and I captured more of him. I, I, I don't know why. I love this in movie. It's a total trope, right? Because in real life, people don't talk like this. But when someone is trying to make a point and they do it by telling you a ridiculous story, I I just love that in movies. I don't know why. I just I really do. Um, okay. So so here you go. Here's clip number one. Chickens can't fly, but I've seen one. Eek enough wing flap to clear a fence, then it's free. But then so too are the foxes. Obviously, I had to edit that because. If if I didn't, it's a forty second clip because there's a lot of him just kind of staring at the kid chewing on that chicken. Um, <laughs> I just love that bit though. I mean, just he he's just chew, literally chewing up the scene while he while he tells the line the story. But I just love the I just I don't know. I love when movies do this where I mean he this kid there is there to like rant and rave and you know be a puff up his chest and like you crazy old man you're the reason why we're in this bad situation which is true i mean he that king king the henry the fourth did not do a lot of great things um and kind of divided the country a little bit so when he's he just looks at him he's like chickens can't fly he's basically tell this kid look you can't do the things that you want to do and if by some chance you do get over the wall you're going to get eaten by the foxes. And I'm just like, <laughs> I just, I like that. Wow. A lot. Yeah. Yep. I like that a lot. Uh, number, near clip number two. Um, we, I saw this coming from a mile away from this, the moment that the king walked in the room. I saw this line coming, but it was still funny. <sighs> Square my count without terror block over there, would you? <laughs> Thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> 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 yeah, I agree. I, I I wanted more of him. Yeah. Yep. He he really did. He had the best lines in the movie, I think. And the best line in the movie is this: Surely you cannot simply idle here until they decide to come out. That is precisely the definition of a siege. It's <laughs> 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 oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it's funnier in audio form than it was when I watched. Because when I watched it, he just kind of smiled. But listening back to it, it's like, yeah, it's literally <laughs> while we're here. Um, By the way, speaking of the siege, yeah, that scene of the oh, his controller just died. Andrew, did you want to say something about the siege before Andrew or Sam <laughs> reconnects his controller? No, I I thought that it was uh, obligatory uh, controller die. Yep. So. Huh. I just thought that it was a appropriate uh, representation of what a siege probably was really like. It was a very boring event. Yeah. Um, but and, it was fantastic. It looked yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. It was so gorgeous. And the interesting thing is, is like again, because we're used to movies where. 
the enemy has like 38 trebuchets, right? And they have the big siege towers and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, those are expensive and hard to build. I mean, the fact that they had three is impressive. Yeah. Because I think when they first started the siege, they only had two. Like they had to build the third one while they were there. Um, yeah, I just think, and you oh, yeah. felt like the the hits on the castle. I mean, you could almost feel them. I don't know if I finally got my subwoofer back up and running, but um, <laughs> it it actually, you know, there was some heft to it. It, it did I, very well edited and very well sound edited there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, the final battle. Uh, I'm just looking back through some of the pictures from the film. The final battle. The just the few people that they got in armor, mm. just marching toward the other army. I mean, you see the other army, and it is just enormous. And you see this one little group of armored people, and you think there's no way that <laughs> they're going to win this. And they're not on horses either, right? They're right. They're just walking. Yeah. Yeah, and you felt bad for dear uh, for not dear John for Sir uh, Sir John Sir because John. he yeah. took the horse right on and the, for when he got he got his butt run Oof. over, but he stood yeah. up and kept fighting for a while. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, yeah. Here's here's eleven seconds of the most painful audio I've had to listen to in a long time. Well, then why do you not simply go around? If they insist on hiding in their castle, why do you not simply go around it? So well versed in the art of warfare. <laughs> that guy's lisp was I mean I know he's it's it's he's doing it on purpose um but good gosh that did they really need to make him say you know the the castle and all that stuff just they're they're pouring it on I hated every second of that guy <laughs> I, I always wondered about you know I know that I know that people with speech impediments and lisps and things like that existed in history but I at what point do you make it a character choice to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to do this with a lisp? Like, is is that a director call? Is that an actor? I call? would think so. Unless there's, there's some evidence historically that said this this uh, bishop had a lisp, you know? Yeah, I would have thought they would have burned him at the stake for being a witch or something uh, <laughs> by by not being pure or something yeah. like that back then. So. <laughs> As Andrew pulls out his switchblade to shave his head real quick. Sorry, it's an itch. I think you are Indiana Jones, not Indiana Jones, Crocodile Dundee. Yeah, oh, lovely. Here's my little yeah. one. I always love yeah. that scene in that movie where he's like using a Bic razor, and then when the lady comes by, he pulls out his his, his big blade instead to shave himself. You know, that always, <laughs> always cracked me up. Uh, that's all the clips I have. And now for some yeah. more bad news. Ready? Ready? Well, here you go. Ready? Uh, the only other trope I wrote down was the his, the heroic speech. We had to have the uh, the heroic speech moment. The uh, the today is our day to celebrate the Independence Day or something like that. Yeah, we had to have that speech. Um, obviously not as good as Bill Pullman's, but it was still pretty good. I thought it was a great speech. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Do it for England, Timothy. Uh, Chalmay said that his funniest memory from filming was seeing Robert Pattinson vaping on set in full armor and makeup. <laughs> nice. Uh, he seems like a vapor. Yeah. 
Timothy Chalmay, whose father is French, plays the King of England. Robert Pattinson, who is English, plays a French prince. <laughs> it's kind of funny. You from Bel Air? Uh, he's the French prince of Bel Air. Uh, we got a whole bunch of good titles in this one if we could sing that with a french accent i would but i can't (laughs) because he would tell a story all about how his life got flipped turned upside down when the king of england came over and killed him Um, oh the king of england came to take his crown yeah oh there you go yeah nice Yeah, we can keep on going. uh, The Dolphins' heavy French-accented English was intentional to better insult and disrespect King Henry. David McOd, McOd? I don't know. I don't know what. McLeod? When you have the little thingy over the O, I don't know what that does to the O. That's McOod. McOod? Okay. Cast Robert Pattinson. (laughs) I don't know. Um. (laughs) Uh, he cast Robert Pattinson very early in the writing process because he needed the dolphin to pop out, stating, I love how bold Rob is. I wanted him to, to, to go nuts with it. His whole purpose is to be a jerk and to just torment how. <laughs> so I kind of needed him. He did him, well with it, yeah. I kind of needed him to be larger than life, to needed to be a larger than life jerk. He needed to be ridiculous. I just knew that he would want to sink his teeth into a character and that he would make it fun. Yeah. And I thought it was, even though he was a villain, sort sort of, I I thought he was great. He was a little bit crazy. Yeah. And, he, you know, I, I enjoyed his portrayal. Yeah, he's just, oh, that was hot. He's not really, again, he's not really the villain, right? He's just a douche. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, it, well, it, it ends up he had yeah nothing to do with, right? You know, he didn't he want him over there, but he was still going to be French to he the English. Died like a douche. Well, yeah, he did, <laughs> and that's one of the few kind of historical inaccuracies in the movie. He doesn't oh. he doesn't die there. He dies like a year later of dysentery or something. <laughs> um, he wasn't even at that battle. Um, but that's sad. You need to have him there for the movie, right? So, right. Anyway. There you go. There's that. Time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. We're going to whip out our list of top three. We decided to do kings. We're keeping it kind of open-ended on the definition of kings. I'm going to assume that we're talking about... uh, Dinosaurs. (laughs) Yes, not dinosaurs. I was going to say people, humans, um, playing, uh, acting as kings. Uh, I don't care if they're fictional or historically accurate. Just uh, your favorite uh, kings from movies is what I was kind of going for on that. So, Andrew, you're up. Okay. Uh, I've got an honorable mention because this is not a movie, but uh, I think The Tudors um, is a fantastic series if you haven't seen The Tudors. Hmm. Uh, um, I haven't heard of that one. Oh, it's wonderful. It was originally on... Cinemax HBO or, or Star, Stars, maybe? Or I, yeah. I can't remember. Showtime, maybe. Um, but it's on Netflix, and it's uh, it's really good, really worth the watch. Um, uh, number three, I have Coming to America, <laughs> which I'm excited to see the, the uh, sequel to that coming soon, hopefully. Um, and then number two, I have First Night. Which All right. is an older one, and it's not really a great movie. Um, but, but Sean Connery uh, but as King do. is pretty great. Oh yeah, 
yeah, anytime he's the king is is a good one. And then uh, I know that people are not a fan of Leonardo DiCaprio, and I'm kind of in that boat. But the man in the Iron Mask, I really enjoy. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, ooh, weird echo. echoing. Yeah. Um, a funny quick side note. I think I've told this story on the podcast before, but um, back... when did you run into Leonardo DiCaprio? No, no, no. Boy, that'd be a cool story oh. though if I had that one. Jeez. <laughs> No, it was right after the second Iron Man movie came out, right? It's like still in theaters, okay? And I was working at the uh, pizza place, and um, I had, you know, um, one of my coworkers was like, hey, uh, I have a, have you seen Iron Man yet? I said, yeah, I I loved Iron Man. I thought it was fantastic. And and the second one was actually pretty good, too. I really enjoyed it. And he goes, he says, okay, um, I haven't seen the second one yet in the theater, uh, he says, but I, I know a guy that's, uh, you know, that, that has a bootleg. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. So he comes back and he's like, I'm really confused. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he goes, does like Tony Stark go like back in time or something? And I said, what? No. And he goes, because there's swords and there's like some people are talking French and like I, there's, there's like, are there other Avengers there? I was really confused. And I'm like, there were swords. <laughs> <laughs> and it it took me probably thirty minutes of asking questions about who was like like who was in it. And once he finally said, "It's the kid from Titanic," and I said, "Oh my gosh, you watched the Man in the Iron Mask?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, is that not the sequel to Iron Man?" And I'm like, "No, oh my God. that's like the Three Musketeers or something, right?" And he's like, "Oh, <laughs> oh dear." Yeah, that makes more sense. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I'll never forget that. That's such a great story. Thank you. His name was Jeremy. I appreciate that for, from him. Uh, Sam. All right. So I've got, let me pull it up here. My number three is uh, T'Challa. Okay, sure. Uh, Black, Black Panther. I've got, uh, is a bit of a spoiler, but uh, Tristan from Stardust. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, Aragorn from uh, Return of the King. Sure. So I went I went with the fantasy. I, no, that's fine. I enjoy my, my fantasy movies. No, yeah. How about no. you, Sean? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on the, on the fantasy part. So I picked King Arthur in three different movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. And mainly because I love the King Arthur story. I've read uh, The Once and Future King. I still have on my shelf... Uh, uh, Le Morte Arthur. I haven't read it yet. I need to. Um, but is it all in French? No, but it's oh. it's the um, those two books are kind of the definitive uh, story of of Arthur and it's a legend. Yeah. yeah, and the and and this always is hard for my brain to wrap around. But in the Once and Future King, Merlin, uh, as he's traveling with um, uh, Wart or Arthur. He uh, he basically describes he he's always getting confused about things that are about to happen because he lives time backwards. So time for us flows left to right, and time for him flows right to left. So even though he's in the moment with him, you know, passing time, he's already seen the future because he's already lived it, and so he keeps <laughs> giving him hints as to what's about to happen. 
but he also screws up because he can't remember what's about to happen because it was so long ago to him. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really kind of an interesting thing. So uh, my 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 first uh, my number three King Arthur is King Arthur Legend of the Sword with the Charlie Hunman um, very fantastic um, fantastical you know, kind of movie not that long ago if it's streaming I'd like to do it for the show because it's it's kind of a dumb movie but I like it a lot Guy Ritchie directed it and it has a lot of those Guy Ritchie kind of vibe to it so. Um, I also, too, Andrew, picked First Night because um, my mom made me watch that. That's probably the only movie I've watched with my mom more. Or there isn't a movie I've watched more with my mom than that. I probably watched that movie with her a dozen times. It was just one mm-hmm. of those moms like, hey, it's, it's Saturday. I need to do some chores. Let's put on this movie and you can help me you know, do chores or whatever. And I'm like, okay, because I like the sword fights. I thought it was cool and their uniforms were neat and... I thought Richard Gere was cool. And my mm. number one is King Arthur from The Sword and the Stone. Yeah. The, the Disney cartoon. Okay. You know, I, I'm glad that you said and that you brought up this whole thing of uh, King Arthur. I want them to do a really good King Arthur movie because there hasn't been a good I mean, there's been some okay ones, but. If I want to see the live action, the sword in the stone, <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess that's in my mind when I think King Arthur, that's what I think of. And I haven't seen that story told in a live act setting yet. I've seen yeah. first night, which is kind of a variation on the King Arthur story. I've seen, uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, which is a complete, you know, farce of, King Arthur, and then uh, I'm sure I've seen many more. There's a new one on Netflix I haven't seen. I don't think it uh, is a Netflix original, but uh, it's called King King Arthur or Arthur. I can't remember. Um, I haven't seen it, so I don't know how it is, but I haven't seen a... The closest thing I found was a show called Merlin. Mm. Um, it was a British television show a few years ago, 2008-ish. And it was okay, but it was, you know, I haven't, I haven't found the, the King Arthur that I like. There was a, um, excuse me, there was a, uh, a stars networked, uh, uh, show and I think it was called Camelot and it was about camels. Yes. And that there was, (laughs) and there was a lot of them. Yeah. It was a camel salesman. It was just so many of them. And. (laughs) That um, and it had uh, an actor that we'd seen before, and a really pretty Guinevere, and um, though it's it, it was different in that um, in that version, King Arthur was the one that was lusting for her, and that she was betrothed to Lancelot, and Merlin was played by um. Uh, the guy that was in Shakespeare in Love, the, the Shakespeare, I can't remember his name. Um, not not the guy of Voldemort, not Ray Fines, but something Fines. Anyway, Joseph Fines, that's who it was. Thanks, thanks, Andrew. Joe Pesci. Yeah, that helped. Yeah. Joe, Joe <laughs> Joseph, yeah, I got you there. I got there. Um, anyways, nice. and so it's a little bit less of the magic, like the lady in the water. Basically, he goes to get Excalibur from a, 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 a master craftsman, and then... 
um, the the craftsman decides like not to pay Merlin, and so he tries to kill Merlin. So then Merlin kills the craftsman with the sword, and then the daughter tries to defend herself, and so she takes the sword and leaves, and she's trying to escape. And Merlin decides to freeze the lake because she's in a boat trying to freeze the lake. So he uses magic to freeze the lake. And then the boat capsizes and she falls in. And just as the water freezes over her, her hand reaches out with the sword. And then the lake freezes over and she dies. And so that's where we get the story of the lady in the lake. Mm. So like they did this kind of neat thing. The problem with the show had nothing to do with the show. It was on at the exact same time as season one of Game of Thrones, and Game of Thrones just mm. kicked its butt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like totally kicked its butt and had, it had no, it, had, it was just done. So, no competition. It, yeah. was, it wasn't because my wife and I, we watched both. Uh, we watched that Kimla. I'm like, hey, this is kind of interesting, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, what's this Game of Thrones thing? I'll watch a, oh, wow, this is. The production value is so much better, and the acting is so much better. And <laughs> and then Camelot was done after season one. Um, yeah. So Andrew, I did a I did a cursory uh, search for movies based on King Arthur, and there's a lot. Oh yeah, there's a lot, I and mean, I haven't seen them all. Maybe there's a good one out there. Um, if you want a good one to watch with the kids, uh, um. This is a fairly new one. I think it was 2018, maybe. It's called The Kid Who Would Be King. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of the King Arthur story, but it's a, it's a new kid who pulls the sword from the stone, and it's set in today's world. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the kid who I'm looking at it here, yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of them from a long time ago. I mean, there's lists that's also confusing, but like Sword of the Valiant, 1984, Avalon High, 2010. Uh, Transformers: The Last Night apparently is um, a thing on this list. Did, for some uh, did either of you ever watch the movie Excalibur? Mm, it's a I believe, I, yeah, I think I've seen it a long time ago, though. We had yeah. to watch it. I don't think we had to watch it, but I think it was one of those days my my band director didn't want to do anything, and we watched Excalibur, and I could not follow the movie, and it was so weird, huh. and and then I heard for the first time O Fortuna from Carmina Burana. And it was the theme in that movie. And uh, that's when I fell in love with, with that uh, piece. Peace. Awesome. Yeah, Patrick Stewart and Liam Neeson are in it. Yeah. Helen Mirren. How about that? I don't recognize Dame. anybody. Dame Helen Mirren, yeah. Neat. All right. Well, all right. That's it. That's our list. That was fun. Um, <laughs> Sorry, again, we weird from. No, no, it's fine. And again, I know of of all of the lists we just did. Mine is. Um, uh, I just. I don't know what it is about that King Arthur Legend of the Sword movie. I don't. It's. I don't know what it is about it. I just like it. It's just one of those movies. Um, I posted on our Facebook page of the day. Like, is there a movie that you have just kind of queued up that you just kind of keep in your DVR or whatever, and you just you're in the mood for something fun or whatever, like you're just grumpy, you just need to watch something. I kind of rotate between that one because I've seen King Arthur Legend of Sword. I've probably seen it all the way through like four times now, four or five times. Um, but I rewatched yesterday while I was cooking dinner because the kids weren't home. Um, I rewatched uh, The Hitman's Bodyguard. So I've probably seen that movie now about five times. 
I've got to see that. Just, I've got to see that movie. It yeah. just makes me so happy, that movie. I still laugh at the stuff. It's just, there's so many bits in it that are just so funny. They just totally work for me. So, oh my gosh. Anyway, that's uh, that. Now we hit this little thing here so we can kind of wrap this up. Wait, what's supposed to happen? We're going to give this movie a score of 0 to 10. It's typically how we do that. Andrew goes first. Okay. Um, I, I think, it, what is it? what's the website called? IMDb, yeah. yeah. I think they give it uh, somewhere in the 7, 7.2 or something. Yep. I don't know that I'm quite that high on it. I I do like it a lot. Um, last week I get, what did we watch last week? Help me out here. Uh, the Rocketeer. Yeah, The Rocketeer. Um, well, no, it wasn't that one. Okay, I'm getting my... See this being out of school and 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 not going anywhere every day. I don't even know what day anymore. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, I think I gave something previously a seven point one. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hang on. This is great. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, my son, for some reason, is FaceTiming me at 11 p.m. He should be asleep. Um, anyway, I'm going to give this a... Uh... <laughs> Do we want to add up to the show? I mean... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> he obviously needs daddy right now. <laughs> Why don't you just go take care of it? It's fine. What was your score? Just give me your score and bounce. Did he mute himself? Where'd he go? Andrew? I'm still looking at him. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm going to give this a seven. Just okay. solid seven. We're just going to stick with that. All right. Go, <laughs> go deal with your son. Who's FaceTiming you so, uh, at 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Yeah, he should be asleep. I don't know why he's which, FaceTiming at eleven o'clock. Which 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 That's which boy funny. is this? I'm sorry. Wh- who which which one of your boys is doing it? Oh, this is this is Maddox. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is why we can't trust them to have iPads in their room. So yeah, I'm sure he's been up watching Disney Plus for the past two hours when he. Yep. Yeah. All right, Sam. Yeah. All right, um, I'm not going to go as high as Andrew. Um, I thought it looked beautiful, and of course they're going to get a lot of points for that. But I just I was kind of bored, so I, I'll probably give it a six point two out of ten. All right, no worries. I'm kind of in the middle there somewhere, so I'll do like what six point six. It's fine. Um, six point six. Um, oh wow, that's weird. I can't do six point six because that literally gives the score to be a six point six. So I'll give it a 6.5. There, it makes the math work a little bit better. Um, yeah, 6 point, there you go. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. That was fun. Next week, we are doing something very different than this movie. It is on Amazon Prime. It is a Spielberg joint. It's been a minute mm-hmm. since we've watched a Spielberg movie. Not since, what, Jaws, maybe? Um, Jurassic uh, I think we've done Jaws since Jurassic Park. We did Jurassic Park pretty early, I thought, in the show. Maybe not. I don't, I don't remember. So um, what is it? We are doing The Adventures of Tintin. 
Oh, the recycling documentary. Yeah. Um, it's the, well, the animated one. Yeah, it's the little animated thing that uh, stars. I don't know. The only one I know that's in it is um, Tinted. Oh, what's his name? I, I got Jason Sudeikis stuck in my head. That's not it. Andy Circus. That's it. Andy Circus is the. Um, well, didn't uh, Peter Jackson have something to do with this too? He. I don't know. I uh, thought he was directing. I, no, so no, I think he had something to do with it. Uh, uh, pushing ten, no ten cup, ten man. I just type in ten ten. And I don't get what I want. Ad- okay, do I have to really type adventures? Yeah. Advin- <laughs> adventures and <in> babysitting. <laughs> this is crazy. There it is. Adventures. Nope, yeah, you're right. No, directed by. Steven Spielberg. Yeah, I knew Spielberg Square. directed it. He this came out like the same year as something else. Like yeah. they were like back to back, like 2011. Um, anyway, Jamie Bell is in it. We've seen him before. Daniel Craig, Nick Frost, Simon, Simon, Pegg? Simon Pegg. Yeah, Toby Jones. I mean, this is got a bunch of uh, Carrie Elwes, isn't it? Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of a lot of good actors. A lot of people you've heard, and I will say. That this is probably the most John Williams score you have ever heard. <laughs> I remember watching this movie and thinking, John must have just been so, he must have been just tired. He just, the whole movie just feels like recycled bits of everything else he's done. It feels like Indiana Jones. It feels like Jurassic Park. It feels like, um, I was about to say Raiders, but it's the same thing. Like, when you watch this movie, just just kind of keep an ear out for the film, the, the score. You're gonna be like, "Wow, that kind of sounds like everything else he's ever done." So, <laughs> and then that's okay. I it's, haven't seen it. it it's still I, great. I, I've always been hesitant of watching it. I don't know why. We watched it like years ago. I think we watched it the year it came, as soon as it hit was able to rent on like um, Redbox. There was something about it that I just wanted to watch. I don't know why. Um, so it's probably been seven years or so since I've seen it, but anyway, that's it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that cause it's very different and I'm also super excited for what comes after it came out the same year as war horse. So like you couldn't be farther tonally from each other than two <laughs> movies, you know, like exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, right. uh, but the, the week after that, it finally hit Netflix. We're doing it. I've, I, Sam and I have, have, have gushed about this stupid movie for three and a half years of this podcast. We're going to watch the movie called Lockout. Um, it's a space prison movie with Guy Pierce. It is. Didn't we do this already, though? We tried. Remember, we were going to review it, and yeah. w- there might actually be a. Um, uh, we might have actually put, you know, to tape a review. Poorly recorded. Yeah, badly version. recorded, bad audio, whatever. And it Even might have worse been worse than this. Yeah, believe it or not. There might have been, because <laughs> there was like three episodes we recorded that I eventually just deleted the audio for because it was, we were still figuring out how to do a podcast. And uh, almost six, you know, six years later, we still haven't quite figured it out, but that's okay. Uh, I mean, you know, like, 
Sam's literally using a microphone headset that the dog has eaten and he's had to tape back up. Uh, Andrew's got his kid yeah. FaceTiming him the whole turn the show. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's it's oh, great. It's no, it's great. I mean, I, I have my own issues here, too. I mean, um, yeah. I almost dropped 20 bucks today on shielded uh, audio cables because I'm thinking maybe some of our, our noise is coming from the fact that none of my cables are shielded. Um, nice. Talk about some nerd stuff right there. Uh, anyway, that's the show. My gosh, this was a fun one to talk about. Um, I had more fun doing the show than I did with the movie, which actually happened more often than not. Uh, <laughs> our website is cheapseatreviews.com. Uh, website, or our Facebook page, I should say, is facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews. I don't think I've said this before, or if I have. Cheapseatreviews.com. If you want to go there, you can actually comment on the movie, if you go to the, the, the page that where the review is, there's a comment section. If you want to leave a comment and have you know conversations with other people like, hey, I like this movie, or I didn't like this movie, or you guys were funny, or Sam was terrible, or did Andrew really fall asleep? Like, you can leave those comments there, and uh, you know we'll respond to you. Um, whatever. It's just it's just another another way to communicate with us. So. Uh, Twitter is at Cheap Seat Cast, and of course you can send us an email to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. So on behalf of uh, Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you next week in Space Prison. <laughs>